0: Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
1: And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I am back after a week in Las Vegas. I did not get pan, but I did have, like, really chapped lips because it's super dry. It was miserable. <laughs> like the second I got back to Louisiana, my, my whole body feels like it has moisture in it again. So, yes. Still, too, when you land in the airport, there, like immediately, you hear the ding, 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 right? Yes, yes, they have <laughs> slot machines. All the, you can gamble till the second you step on a plane. It's it's wild, and you can also see everything from the airport. Like you can see a Legion stadium, you can see Caesar's Palace. It's really kind of a, a bizarre.
2: That's something. Yeah, did you drive by a legion at all, or check it I out, or it, not it's, really?
1: It's way out of no, in the middle of nowhere. Okay, um, there's no reason to go there unless you're going there. All right, right. Does that make sense? But back on the home front. We well, are talking about draft day in day out sports talk draft 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 draft, and uh, Mike Tillier broke down his top three picks, or he said he was going to break down his top three picks, and then kind of got to like two and a half. We're going to play that clip for you, and we're going to talk about it. And uh, yeah, like he gets about halfway through, and then as if you've ever listened to sports talk, Bobby kind of gets a gets him on a tangent, and then he forgot what he's talking about and started with something else. So. He does go through like his process, but it, it might get confusing. We'll break it down when it's all done. Here's that clip. I really think
3: because they have been prototypical uh, with people is Keon White, who has played defensive end and he can play defensive tackle Where from he Georgia from? Tech. Georgia Tech started out at Old Dominion. And so he was a tight end when they first recruited him. And then they, he kind of grew out of that tight end position. Really been a very good player for the Yellow Jackets the last uh, couple years uh, for Georgia Tech. And the fact that he's versatile, you could kick him inside. He's 288 pounds. Look at this group of defensive linemen as the Edra defensive tackle. Uh, he would be a guy that I would have a lot of interest in at that point. Uh, because I think that, uh, man, you looking at a at, at a big man up front. In round two, it would come down to a couple players for me. Drew Sanders, who's a linebacker from Arkansas, who was either he was number one rated or number two rated player in the state of Texas coming out of high school. Goes to Alabama. They move him to be an edge outside linebacker. Didn't quite work. Goes to Arkansas, put him in the middle. And he's been terrific. Uh, consensus All-American last year. And he's still growing into that position. Plays the run well. He can blitz. He's done a nice job in the coverage part of the game. And so, do you go double here, though? Would you look at another edge rusher if he's there uh, at that point? Because now you got Keon, who you can play a defensive tackle and defensive in. Or do you go here and look at another spot, like at linebacker, who you pin, basically, I'll be- pencil I'll be- thin? At linebacker, with that third pick, man, I'm looking at a running back. Who's left in round three? Is it a Kendra Miller from TCU? Is it a Tajay Spears from Tulane? Uh, Charbonnet's not going to be there. He's going to be long gone uh, by the time the Saints pick right, in round right, three. Yep. And uh, and I think there's a good possibility the A-Chain will be going too. So you're looking at a couple different guys there. But you, you need to get some depth at running back.
1: Mike never really told you which running back he was going to draft. That's kind of what I was joking about. But he does mention Kendry Miller. I, I kind of land with Mike on that he third said, round Tajay pick. too. Yeah, but but I mean, he's talking. Either way, he's talking about he's not really looking at running back until this until seventy one. And, and I would tend to agree there. I think you know maybe Jameer Gibbs if he's still on the board and you can nab him at forty, that's a great value. And you think okay, it's worth it. Maybe at 29, if Bijan is still on the board and that's an insanely good value and you say, okay, we're going to do it. But I don't think this team is as desperate for a running back as a lot of people seem to in the sense that I don't think they're going to tilt and draft early for value because I don't think you're going to play a rookie that much at running back. And I don't think it's worth investing there just because you feel like you need one. And so that's why I agree. There's a lot of good value in that third round. And I disagree with his – he said that Zach Charbonnet is definitely not going to be there in the third round. I think he's probably right, but there's a chance he drops. I think there's a chance that anyone who's not named Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs could potentially be on the board at 71 as far as a running back.
2: I'd say that's fair. Yeah, the other two I would definitely expect to be gone by round three for sure.
1: A-chain and Charbonnet are probably the next two on that list. Yeah, But there's no, I mean, like running back is so hard to project. It is so much to do with the value of the position. And yeah, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not tilting to draft Jameer Gibbs. That's all I'm saying. And so, so I tend to agree with him. The second round pick, he went with Drew Sanders, which I think is unlikely, but he's a really good player. And you did lose value, a valuable player in Caden Ellis. And so that would kind of replace that. But a, but a, the reason I don't like that so much is like Kaden Ellis was seven round pick. You've shown that you can develop these players, and I don't think you necessarily have to spend elite value on on the
2: position when you know you can develop linebackers. I mean, it's tough, obviously, too. He's you know at this point now, you're rattling off names, and you really don't know who is on his quote unquote board when you know you're making these kind of selections. I, I understand the pick, like you said, with linebacker. You know, you lo- lost the talent. But you you can, I don't think necessarily need to add one this early kind of thing to to make up for that. You have uh, some talent on the roster that you want to explore and play with a little more uh, at that that linebacker spot. I I don't see it as such an immediate need. But if they felt if it was someone that they were kind of enamored with, obviously you understand. I just don't know if this is that player for the Saints.
1: Yeah, right. Like I think that's kind of where I land on it. Is sure they might go linebacker if they have a really, really high grade on Drew Sanders and they feel really good about it. I'm not. I'm not looking at it as a position where, you know, you're going out of your way to 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 try to court second round linebackers. Like when you drafted Pete Pete Warner, like you needed a linebacker. It was a position that that you desperately needed to fill. And you also found a guy out of a school you love <laughs> in yeah. Ohio State and and a really talented player when you were able to marry that kind of need with value. I don't see that this year. Um, but I do think the other the other thing he said was I could see them doubling up defensive line, defensive line. Yeah. And that's what I did in my last mock draft. Like I went Kalijah Cansey at 20. Oh, yeah. I traded up to 20. Oh, and then I went right. And then I went Isaiah Fosky at fifty-two, which is the pick I ended up with. And I think he, he's kind of suggesting that here too, because his first round pick is Keon White, who is an intriguing player. One thing that I just don't know is he didn't work out really. He only did the vertical jump, the broad jump, and the bench press at the combine. He had very impressive numbers. He put up 30 reps on the bench press. So he's strong. He's big. He measured in at 6'5", 285, so with 34-inch arms, 10 and one8 inch hands. So he's got the kind of prototypical size that the Saints would look for. He's um, He's athletic. Right, he had a nine foot nine inch broad jump, thirty four inch vertical jump, which is very good for an edge rusher. Who, you know, it's a lot of weight to get off the ground, two hundred eighty five pounds. So I can see that being the pick. I think that's a that's a kind of a heady pick by him. The only thing I question is he he strained his hamstring at his pro day, so he didn't really do anything else after he strained his hamstring. So the Saints' ability to kind of get looks at him have been limited. And does that kind of scare them away, knowing that the last two edge rushers you picked? have have not really profiled. I mean, I'm not ready to quit on Peyton Turner yet, but man, two years in, you should be seeing some production You're Not Marcus Davenport. You, know, you were all in on that. That was your half court heat check after the 2017 draft and it just did not work. So are you going to be willing to take another stab at a non-power school for an edge rusher who profiles the right way, but hasn't... I mean,
2: what, let's look at his stats. Um, you know, what worries me, Jeff, definitely is the... The scouting department when it comes to the edge, because after Cam Jordan, I don't know if they've had really much success at all drafting defensive ends. Obviously, a guy like Trey Hendrickson was a good value later on kind of thing, but I'm, I'm just sticking with that first round, obviously. And yeah, Davenport, would you call him a bust? He had some production, but overall, definitely not what you gave up to get him. So, you know, it's a good kind of tease
1: because uh, we're going to post an episode on Monday that's kind of grading the last 10 first round draft picks. And that's something I'm going to get into heavily there is, is he a bust? And I think to some extent, yes. In In the sense that you drafted a guy, you traded up to get him, and he just did not ever fulfill that potential. He was good when he was on the field for the most part. He dealt with injuries. And then this last season was just kind of weird. But like the talents there, so in the sense that like you identified a very talented football player, that's definitely true. Just never really got there. Um, but yeah, so you look at Keon White. So he started at Old Dominion. He played there for three seasons uh, and then transferred to Georgia Tech. He had three and a half sacks in his first two two seasons at Old Dominion. Right? He played in eighteen games. He didn't really get much action as a freshman, but as a sophomore, I'm sorry, sixty two tackles in twelve games, three and a half sacks, one interception. You know, that that, that's not jumping off the page to me. You transferred to Georgia Tech. You played in four games in the 2021 season, half sack, two tackles. last year at Georgia Tech, 12 games, 54 tackles, 14 tackles for loss, which is very impressive, seven and a half sacks. So, I mean, you are seeing production, but you're you're, you're talking about a guy in the ACC. Yeah, you know, you're talking about a guy who started at a small school and didn't dominate. And so you are very much projecting. And are you going to do that again? Right? You've already done it with a with guy out of Houston, you did it with a guy out of UTSA, are you gonna now do it with a guy out of Georgia Tech? And that's the only thing that scares me. That said, I could very much
0: see this being the pick. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
2: Yeah, and I'm, I'm looking here, you know, 2021 when he transferred to Tech, he, you know, busted his ankle in a pickup basketball game. It's those little things that I don't want to hear from a Saints first-round draft pick after, all the nagging stuff we've been having with his defensive ends and i know i get it it happens but it's still it's just very really scary you're not going to get anybody that ha- that's had a clean bill of health i get that
1: he's literally hurt right now <laughs> like they they I, I don't think they even if they wanted to they could have brought him in for a workout he strained his hamstring running his 40 at his own pro day I I can't do that
2: as a first rounder. I I find
1: it really difficult. And I mean, there's a lot of edge rushers. Maybe they go some another direction, but I do think, I I think that what Mike pointed out is very true. He has the size to potentially shift inside and take snaps at D tackle. And I think that that kind of cross positional versatility is something that you had with Contavious street. That's one of the reasons you brought him in. They never really used it. He played primarily at defensive tackle, but this team very much values the positional flexibility but, but I think if you're going to go that route, you would find a way to give give Peyton Turner the reps at D-tackle rather than bring in a rookie with the goals of doing that. Because I think Peyton Turner has the size to do it. problem is he's just not good enough against the run. Either way, I think that's interesting. And I do agree that you could very much see two defensive linemen at 29 and 40,
2: and I would not be upset about it at all. No, the, the need is there because to me, uh, obviously you mentioned, you know, there's still hope with Peyton Turner. I don't, my, my hope though, that level is very concerned that I wasn't crazy about the pick when it happened and to see him just as a healthy scratch last year, doesn't make me feel any better about him going into year three now because the sophomore season seemed like another waste, even though he was majority of the part healthy.
1: Yeah. I never take like the immediate reaction too seriously. Cause like it's always negative uh, especially when you're drafting late in the first round you're never going to get that household name and i think what happens is the household the, the like household names that are deserved to be household names and the go yeah. are off the board in the top 15 the guys that are remaining in the bottom half are guys you've heard of but they aren't necessarily the best players on the board, right? Um, And everyone kind of assumes it's like, well, I know I've watched this guy play. He must be better than this guy. And that's not always the case. So I'm I'm not upset when I see the Saints kind of go off the beaten track to pick a guy. Like I wasn't upset to see Peyton Turner. I think they're looking for measurables. They're looking for a prototype and they found it. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, But again, you're picking at 29. You're not picking at 14 at 13. And that's why the Marcus Davenport pick bugs me. If you took Marcus Davenport at 29, I'd be fine with it. You'd be like, "Okay, you know, they took a stab at somebody, it didn't work out, you can see the talent, you know, at 13 that is brutal." And so that's kind of where I'm at here. Like, I'm okay if it's Keon White and it's a project pick and and you just feel like you really like his skill set and what he can do, then go for it. I'd really like to see them bring in somebody that is able to contribute year one. And I don't know if you're going to be able to do that. He is a good example of a guy who Actually, got bigger at the combine as opposed to every LSU player who shrinks because he was listed at 6'4 and he was measured at 6'5.
2: So, yeah, we can't afford having first round draft picks taken like redshirt years. Definitely, we need production right away. Shoot, I mean, we couldn't even get the Saints, couldn't even get Peyton Turner, I'll say, couldn't even get himself on special teams, kind of thing. So, yeah, I'm I'm a little aggravated with that. He made one one big special teams play, and he blocked that that kick week First one. First game of the year, right? Yeah. He,
1: he also made a nice fourth down stop. I I can't remember if it was the Raiders game, maybe. Um, and he busted up his ankle. You know, it that sucks because it's like you make a big play and then immediately you're done for two weeks. But yeah, I, I think you do need like everyone gets excited about offensive players, right? Everyone does. The skill position players are fun. They have all these highlight reels, and you can go watch them. But the money is made in the in the trenches right? That's where you win. And so I I would not like, I would not criticize any pick that just is just a big body in the middle of the field.
2: No, they definitely need that, even though they supplanted some of their losses in free agency, but I I would still want a young first round kind of legitimate talent, obviously uh, in there. And yeah, I, I mean, I've seen some, some mocks even where Keon's gone. I think it was the what the Chiefs had the last pick in the draft, and they ended up getting him, which was a popular pick. So I, I don't think Mike's way off uh, uh, with his no. with his prospect projection. I just don't know if it's the right fit for the Saints, right there, kind of deal. Oh, no, like I, I I'm okay with the pick.
1: It just scares me because of what's happened with the last two similar picks. Like these yeah. are very similar situations that did not work out for you. That doesn't mean it's the wrong decision. It just means it didn't work out, right? You know, I hate to go back to gambling, but it's like you're playing blackjack. You're going to make the right decision. Sometimes it's not going to work, but you're making that decision because you're playing the odds and you know that this is the right decision, right? If you see the dealer sitting with 16 and you have a 12, you stay. It seems like the dumbest decision in the world, but that's a bust card. And the dealer's is probably going to bust and you're probably going to win. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes he pulls that five. That doesn't mean it was the wrong decision. It just means it didn't work out in that instance. So it's kind of a weird metaphor, but I think the point is... If you trust the process and the process right. leads you to Keon White, they're not going to go away from that just because Peyton Turner has been disappointed.
2: I'm, I'm curious uh, if the same person, though, I would love to know, was in was involved with the Davenport and Peyton Turner prospect review and push to to get them, you know, on the team. It's a good point because
1: you know, like you look at what's changed this year, and one of the big changes is Todd Grantham is the defensive line coach as opposed to Ryan Nielsen. And maybe there is, are some changes that you make based on what he likes to, to work with, you know? And I think, I think Todd Grantham, one thing that is, will be interesting to watch from a D line perspective is, do you start bringing in a bunch of former Alabama defensive linemen? Because, uh, you know, he was with Alabama the last two years. And especially in this draft, you can probably grab a couple late in the late rounds. And maybe these are guys that he likes working with. He feels really good about, because this is a team that hasn't really been, you know, all these Alabama players in the NFL, they have not ended up on Saints. Like, think about that. The Alabama is just shotgunning players into the NFL every year. You can't find a team that does it at a faster rate. Like, there's LSU, there's Florida, there's Ohio State, and there's Alabama. Like, those are the four major NFL feeders. And the only team that the Saints, that hasn't really landed on the Saints the last several years. I'm trying to think of a recent Bama player, and it's definitely slipping my mind. Mark Ingram is the only one. I was going to say, wow, that's 2009. 2011. That was 2011, the year they drafted him and Cam. But right. like, and they might have had an Alabama player or two filter in, but no one major. Like, no, no draft picks, at the very least over the last decade. Let me double check that actually. Oh, there was a safety, Vinson Serry. There you go. Thank you, man. I couldn't think of it. Denise but even that was 2014. Since 2014, the Saints have drafted as many players from South Alabama as they have drafted from Alabama. The greatest team in the history of time over that period, <laughs> so wow. it's it's just kind of interesting. And so you see, if there's an Alabama player that's kind of in the sixth or seventh round grade, or maybe a UDFA, you know, I think that's that's something to watch because uh, Todd Grantham worked
2: directly with them last year. Anyway, I think that's all I have on that. They didn't, they didn't. There was no hate about Sean Payton hating Alabama players then.
1: No, but you know, like you really didn't see a ton of SEC period outside of Tennessee and uh, A too. A and M. Georgia too, huh? The Saints have players from the state of Georgia. <laughs> but they don't necessarily have players from Georgia. So the guy the guy who stands out to me is like a DJ Dale. Like a, he's a guy who's probably gonna be a UDFA, could land on the Saints. Maybe a Byron Young if you're going in the mid-rounds, right? So these are guys I think you would look at if you're the Saints and you're and you're trying to get Todd Grantham some guys that he likes. But all right, let's wrap that segment up. We're gonna come back, we're gonna hear from Sir Drew Brees himself had a lot to say at the Zurich Classic as he always does. He said he missed Sean Payton because he's not there anymore because he's out in Denver where I assume they have golf and I assume he can hit it a lot farther because of the (laughs) outfit. Yeah. So keep it locked on Inside Black and Gold.